The episode of Tips from the Top Floor that uh, you're about to listen to has been recorded several days ago. And in this recording, you will hear me allude to a secret project that I've been working on and that would be revealed pretty soon. Well, (laughs) I've clearly done things in the wrong order because this secret project is now not secret anymore. It's out in the open. So whenever you hear me talk about it, replace that with pickonephoto.com. It's a project I've been dabbling with for over a year. But the the stay-at-home situation has finally given me enough momentum to bring it to fruition. So Pick One Photo is the new project. It's a video project about the stories behind photos. And it's on YouTube and on the website pickonephoto.com. And uh, I would love to hear what you think about it. So without further ado, let's listen to a new episode of Tips from the Top Floor that has been recorded several days ago. This is Tips from the Top Floor, episode 898 for May the 3rd, 2020. Tips from the top, from the top floor, tips from the top, all right, from the top floor. Hey, how's everyone doing? This is Chris, and you're listening to Tips from the Top Floor. <laughs> I, I owe you an apology, because I haven't been here for, like, I don't know, over a month um but yeah (laughs) so many things okay so i've been busy with well okay that's what everyone says but honestly seriously you have to believe me there's it's 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 been a crazy time um for many many reasons um including trying to get the there's some German governmental support for small companies like mine, uh, so I can actually survive this thing. At least um, that's uh, it's it's, uh, it's something that goes in the right direction. I hope. Um, I've been working on a video project right now. <clears throat> um, well, actually, I, I finished working on that. Um, at least on the first drop um you will uh, will i have this released when this episode goes on? i'm not sure um stay 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 tuned keep an eye on my social media uh on my twitter account and so on um that's where you'll find out about when this drops um i'm, I'm very proud of that um th- i've been doing a video project uh, like a video editing project right now for someone else which Thank God is paid work, which really helps. Um, yeah, so this is, yeah, it's a tough time right now for everyone, I guess, not just for myself. And then, of course, you know, I'm pretty sure some of you had that too. Like the, the general motivation to do things is kind of lower, even though I shouldn't complain because I'm used to sitting here at home. I'm used to working from home. I've been, I've been, doing home office before it was all the rage i mean i've been doing home office pretty much since i don't know 15 years um in one way or another so the 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 staying at home doesn't really bother me that much but the general like oh what's gonna happen uncertainty kind of thing is yeah has bogged me down a bit too so uh And then I found something to work on, which is (laughs) not just the paid work, but this other video project that will drop very soon. Um, Let's see. Tips from the top floor is 15 years old. 
Yay! Release first first episode was out in April 2005, and <clears throat> excuse me, the the yeah, the, this is this is 15 effing years now. <laughs> oh my god, I can't really believe it. Uh, so yeah, 15 years. Um, let's see, what have you done? Have we haven't talked for a month, so. I want to get an update from your side too. How's your progress been? Have you been cleaning out your catalog of photos? Have you been doing the one hour, 1000 pics workflow? This would be the perfect time to do that. Because even if you, even if you're like Monica and you work in home office and you work even more than usual, longer hours than usual, um, you don't have a commute right now. So that's the time you could use for cleaning out the catalog or have you been practicing i don't know some lighting or some set building you know there's like for for tabletop kind of stuff are you making good use of the time at home says the guy who didn't really <laughs> or or have you fallen into a hole i mean this is everything's okay everything's cool right there's no shame in uh, in getting a bit depressed over over all this um so yeah, I've had a bit of all of that, and uh, I, I won't lie. When I when it became clear to me that I mean, it it was clear right from the beginning that I probably wouldn't be doing any photo tours for the foreseeable future, at least for the rest of the year. But honestly, probably into next year, and uh, <clears throat> that was a bit uh, that was a bit of a bummer, and uh, of course, impact on my local workshops here in in person one-on-one workshops and the villa workshops and uh, all these i mean that that was a bit of a downer and then combine that with having to (laughs) yeah having to pay back client payments for future photo tours i mean there's some cases uh i don't even have that money anymore because i paid the local organizer in the in another country in another country that is under lockdown so they can't get to the bank and stuff so it's it is a Ah, a bit of a mess. But so so this was kind of stressful, but it's going the right direction. And one thing this this lockdown has done but but by by kicking up, by canceling a lot of things that I was supposed to do is that it kind of kicked my butt in another way. It forced me to invest time and effort into getting my video setup going. And not just the video setup that you might know from uh, from the Tech Guy radio show, but uh, a remote video setup with interviews, with guests, with other people. So um, that is up and running now and I can uh, make stuff because we, we're all video conferencing professionals at this point, right? So yeah. Anyway, I I hope you work in a job that where where doing things from home is possible. Um, if you're in if you're in the category of essential workers, that hats off to you. Uh, if you're a photographer, then yeah, you. I guess a lot of people who listen to this are uh, are don't have that much work coming up especially especially professional photographers i've just seen a tweet somewhere by uh with pictures of professional photographers right now with masks on and like real uh ffp3 masks and stuff that cover the entire face and 
uh, and and the eyes and everything. Um, yeah, there's oh, uh, here's a photography related question to you. Here in Germany, since okay, I'm recording this on the 28th of April. Since yesterday, since the 27th, uh, we had an official uh, mask. What's that? A mandate? Uh, it, it's, it's mandatory to wear masks if you are uh, shopping for shopping for public transport and for more things. Um, so I went shopping. I've been I've been I've been wearing masks for like a month now when shopping and people uh, looked at me funny in the beginning but of course now they don't everyone's wearing one now um, and uh, here's your photography related question I would love an answer to that it sucks to use face ID with a face mask because it doesn't work <laughs> yeah and I've, I've googled it and I've tried to find a way face ID needs not just your eyes it needs a bit more of your face to uh, unlock a phone an iPhone and uh, the iPhone I have doesn't have a touch ID anymore that you can open with your thumb which now kind of comes back to pipe me in the ass <laughs> it's yeah so um i've looked i've googled I've, I've seen several articles where people are like okay you have to try uh setting it up from from scratch with just half the mask on your face and then on the other half of the face and then it will go into some mode that where it works with the mask and i'm pretty sure there must be a mode for people who i don't know i mean people who had an accident who don't have all of their face anymore or where the face is not the face is not as in quotes normal as most other people so yeah the, there must be something and i i could i couldn't figure it out yet so if you figured that out with how do how, how do i dumb down face id so it only looks at my eyes and ignores the mask um yeah <laughs> i would appreciate it because i don't want to turn it off i don't want to turn it off and typing in my code every time like when you're shopping and my shopping list is on the phone and every second aisle i've forgotten what i wanted to get and have to type it in again ah yeah so uh i was <clears throat> you know when i when i originally thought about what would i put on this uh on this show on this episode i thought yeah i could do this what do you want to do in in terms of photography what what could you do while being locked at home and but there's like a gazillion tips and tricks about stuff doing at home uh photography wise during a lockdown that i yeah i don't i don't feel like doing that i don't feel like coming up with an episode where i'm all cheery and i I tell you to set up your studio and stuff. No, 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 no. I don't. Uh, I don't have a good uh, content to to uh, f photography content for this one. Um, but if you have good ideas, I mean, share these. Share these uh, in the on social media. All the links are in the show notes. Um, yeah, maybe. maybe. Okay, maybe improvisation is <clears throat> okay. Let, let me let me do one. Let me try one uh, about improvisation in photography. Uh, before we go there, uh, first of all, I I want to thank a few people who have uh, come on board for supporting 
tips from the top floor um, on Patreon and with some direct support. Um, there's this SIPA transfer thing on the website that and in the show notes that you can find. Uh, and yeah, I do appreciate um, your help, Rob, Marcel, Glenn, Kathleen, uh, Eval, Christian, and Tammy, and pretty sure i missed i missed someone but thanks a lot for your support uh this is very 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 appreciated uh what else oh a piece of news um a piece of news uh there's a website called bookauthority.org and uh, the news is that uh, they have added my wide angle photography book to the list of best architectural photography books of all time. Well, I'll take that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going through notes. See, this is the thing. I'm going through notes here while I'm recording this, and I've written some of these notes like a month ago and where I had assumed I would do a, an episode right away. Uh, <clears throat> oh, yeah. And one other thing that hit me pretty hard was a, a throat infection. Which, not not COVID, just a, a side strand angina, which I was on antibiotics for. So, forgot to mention that one. Uh, no, 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 no. How do you deal with the lockdown? I mean, okay, I can't go away from that topic just just yet. Um, what do you do in times of the virus? Uh well, how do you keep sane in times of the virus? Um, I found that uh, sifting through news, um, like the, the, the compulsive news site scrolling doesn't really help. Um, because for some people that can turn into anxiety. So uh, if reading the news doesn't feel healthy, uh, that's not a distraction, right? It's uh, It's not one of the best things right now. So... Uh, maybe cut that out a bit. Uh, I found a very good distraction. A very good distraction in the name of a British comedian called Matt Lucas. If you're uh, English, you know him. <laughs> if you're British, you know him. He uh, was one of the two stars of Little Britain, a comedy from sometime in the 90s. Um, and he's... I've been following him on Twitter for, like, the longest time. And when this whole lockdown thing started... He began sending out a little uh, hello, good evening kind of thing where he went over his day and talked just stuff uh, that people about how, how that feels and stuff like that um, in a very positive way, in a very, very um, helpful way, I'd say. And he uh, he dug out one of his old songs, the Baked Potato Song, <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, yeah, again, if, if you're British and you haven't seen it, then, then you must be living under a rock. If not, if, if you're somewhere from somewhere else and you haven't seen it yet, it is, uh, it's worth checking out. And he, he just sat down on his, like at his piano and did a little self-recorded selfie video, uh, the baked potato song. He changed that for like, uh, stay at home and don't touch your face. And like, like almost like a little nursery rhyme thing. And he put that video online and it took off like crazy. Responses were amazing, especially from, from kids, but of entire families. Uh, very heartwarming. And then it, this whole thing got turned into a uh, 
a, a, a pledge drive, a donation drive for the NHS, the National Health Service in the UK. And uh, <clears throat> he's been doing duets with other musicians, with... Um, with uh, Gary Barlow, with Rick Astley, with several others. And uh, yeah, Rick Astley and Matt Lucas singing the Baked Potato song. I mean, there's nothing better on the internet than that. Um, so yeah, th this is like very heartwarming. And every night he sends out another little goodnight message. And it's, uh, yeah, keeps keeps me grounded. <laughs> Believe it or not. So, Matt, Lucas, um, I know you won't be watching this, but thanks a lot. Uh, another thing, again, the UK, the Brits, you guys have have this so sorted out. The uh, distracting people in a wonderful way. Um, there's a UK series. I think it's now in the US as well with uh, Reggie Watts as the host. It's called Taskmaster. Um, but the, I, I know the original British series. I've been um, following that religiously because I love it. It's it's so silly fun, but uh, it's so it's very very entertaining. And yeah, I'm enjoying this immensely. And uh, uh, the the Taskmaster series now has spun off a little YouTube thing called Home Tasking, where like. I mean, the, 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 the series, the Taskmaster series is a, a handful of comedians get tasks to perform. And these tasks range from things like camouflage yourself to eat as much melon as you can in one minute. Your time starts now. Or anyway, dig up a few episodes on YouTube. Taskmaster, one word, um, you'll find it. I find it delightful. And <clears throat> the, the guy who created it, Alex Horn. He's the mastermind behind the series. Even though he he plays on the on the show, he plays kind of a deputy. Um, someone else is the taskmaster, but he's the guy behind it. And uh, he's come up with home tasking, where uh, two or three times a week uh, on YouTube he gives out a task, and then people have some thirty hours to complete this, the task and send in their video or post it on social media with a specific hashtag and. These are, again, silly tasks like uh, convert your kitchen to something or uh, hide under a sheet and then reveal yourself from under the sheet uh, in the most spectacular way. Like, like weird things. And uh, there's entire families in Britain playing along and uh, they have a collage of the videos every day, uh, every time one is finished and um, like a little compli uh, complication, compilation. And it's amazing how creative people are how like families work together and it's yeah i'm i'm a fan of that so anyway this is the uh this is the distractions matt lucas and home tasking and i i will put a few links in the show notes i can highly recommend these things so gets get, let's get into the photo topic i mean this is a photo podcast after all and i've been babbling along for way too long um, improvisation, mm. which is not just useful for um, when you're stuck at home due to the thing, right? Um, I, I think Robert Llewellyn started calling it the thing. I kind of like that. So anyway, improvisation while being at home due to the thing. Um 
I've used a lot of techniques of improvisation in the past. I mean, it's nothing to do with the thing. Either I did that because it was I was I was not at home, like I was in a hotel room somewhere, and I needed to take a product shot right there without my usual gear. Or years ago when I simply didn't have a lot of gear, um, the, the gear I use today, I mean, you'll be surprised how easy a lot of this is and how much fun it is to do. So let's uh, talk about that. Let's look at a few things here, a few areas, lighting. Now, improvis- improvising lighting, not very hard. I mean, you have you have the best light source that there is in this natural light, it's daylight. It's better than any other artificial light source. Don't tr- don't believe anyone who tells you this is a daylight bulb or a daylight tube or a daylight LED. No, they are not. Daylight is daylight and everything else that is artificial is worse, has less of a spectrum, less of a complete spectrum. And uh, so if you can shoot in daylight, you're all set. Best colors, best... Uh, well, depending on the light, of course, best best quality in terms of the size. I mean, you could use the direct sun as a light source, and you have very harsh shadows. You could um, bounce the sun off of something, like a wall, and then you'd have a big softbox. Um, if you're inside, you shoot at a window, um, which is daylight, or you go out in the garden if you can. And again, the size is responsible for how soft the shadows are how diffuse the light gets so if you want to diffuse the light find a shed find the shade and and if you are inside try a north facing window in the northern hemisphere so here's here's story time story time i had to do a a product shot in hotel room for some project i remember exactly which but I believe I believe I needed a photo of a lens or something, and I did have my camera with me. That was a plus, but I didn't have any lights, no reflectors, no nothing. So not even no background, nothing. So uh, here's the setup I ended up with. I asked the front desk for a couple of sheets of like regular white copy paper. Here in Europe, it's A4 paper, um, and then and they were happy to help me out. Like so, I got like four or five sheets. So uh, one sheet ended up being the ground that I placed the lens on. And then another uh, sheet ended up as the reflector. And then there was window light and another white sheet. I I tried the white sheet as a reflector and that didn't really work because I didn't have enough hands. (laughs) But I ended up using a white paper shopping bag, like one of these paper bags that uh, you get in some shops and that happened to be white and... Uh, it was one that you can fold out the bottom and then it stands on its own. So that was placed next to the lens that I wanted to shoot. And it reflected the window light back onto the shadow side of the lens. And the result was wonderful, perfectly, uh, more than perfectly acceptable professional photo. Because <laughs> because the word professional doesn't mean you shoot with big and expensive gear. Professional means you are, you know how to get to a result. You know, how, uh, you, you can do this reliably. Uh, you get the job done with what you've got at the moment and that you deliver the result that uh, your clients expect from you. So, yeah, there you have it. Uh, use what's there for light. Look around where you are. I mean, identify an area where to shoot. I, often it's a window. Um, if you get a weird mix, then turn off the lights inside 
the room and just use the window light and then fill the rest with the reflector. Again, white sheet of paper, a bit of styrofoam, um, that kind of stuff will usually do the job and it will do it quite well. Um, yeah, identify the things that can help you. I mean, a white t-shirt, why not? A white shirt, natural reflectors, um, that, that'll work really, really well. Um, when you can't choose the light source or when, when you are kind of forced to use artificial light, let's say you are somewhere indoors where you don't have a window. So let's assume you need to light something. You don't have a daylight uh, source available. You don't have your, yeah, obviously you don't have your flashes with you or your LEDs. Um, look around what's there. If you have LED bulbs, just the ones that you, the here in Europe, the Edison E27 screw-in bulbs, uh, the good the good news is most LEDs nowadays have a pretty good color rendition. I mean, they are again not as good as daylight, but um, here in the house we have mostly warm white Philips Hue lights in use. Not the not the color ones, the really expensive ones, the cheaper warm white ones. Um, they're dimmable. They they definitely don't have a complete spectrum but it mimics a, a incandescent light and they are really good from a color rendition point of view at least not bad i'd say um and of course then you can modify the light i mean you have if, if you have a bar if you need harsh shadows then yeah use a bare bulb uh if you need softer shadows find a surface to bounce it off of um again could be a white wall could be a sheet of paper the same principles apply white paper bag styrofoam a whiteboard, um, bouncing light increases the surface and that in turn makes the light more diffuse. Um, another artificial light source, of course, is the flash. Um, if you don't have your external ones with you, maybe you have a camera that has a built-in flash. Um, I'm not talking about your phone because the flashes, I'm doing huge air quotes here, the flashes in our smartphones aren't flashes, they are. LEDs and they are not as powerful as a proper flash but um, I'm talking about your I don't know your mirrorless camera your DSLR uh, again the same things apply the flash is a point light source um, that makes harsh shadows especially that one because it points straight at what you're shooting but you can also increase its size by bouncing it um, for an internal flash you could use a bounce card about a bounce thing that bounces it up against the ceiling you can use a little mirror or aluminum foil to redirect the light up against something and maybe you have a helper who can then hold that i don't know white sheet of paper above the camera so you bounce at it and then you have this nice uh, this nice bigger surface now of course when you use artificial light uh, there's a very good chance you'll run into issues with the colors because yeah shooting under the warm white Philips U bulb just as an example um, you want to do some white balance and that turn that becomes really important when you shoot in, under artificial light so in that case I would use a gray card if, very simple um, I, I have a ton of them here so that's easy for me but then you're stuck at home so probably don't have one with you um, but then you can use a, sh a simple white sheet of paper 
that's the easiest way would be take a test shot under that light include the white paper in the shot and then later in lightroom just use the the white balance eyedropper on that sheet of paper and as long as you didn't overexpose the paper you should get some good and neutral colors and then you can copy and you can synchronize i think the term is synchronize in lightroom you can synchronize that white balance setting to all the other photos that have been shot under the same artificial light and then you're golden mm. one other thing product photography um i have years ago i mean if you've been a listener from the beginning of tips from the top floor 15 years ago there's a chance you might have seen that uh, the, the little video I put on YouTube where I built a light tent at home. And that's one of the things, hey, you're stuck at home. I'm pretty sure you had a lot of things on order. So you have a lot of cardboard boxes around if you didn't toss them. So um, th that's a good start for a light tent. And uh, you'll, yeah, you'll need a cardboard box, a box cutter some parchment paper or some tissue paper um, if you don't have parchment and then some tape and simple masking tape will be fine. Um, yeah, so very... Don't use the valuable toilet paper for that. <laughs> and in worst case, simple white printer paper will do. Um, it's a bit too thick, but it will do the trick in a pinch. Um, the thinner, the better. If, if it's more translucent, that is clearly better. So... Lightbox in five easy steps. Put the box on the table, cut out rectangles on four sides of the box. Um, the top, the front, left and right. Leave the back intact, leave the bottom intact. Uh, you want to cut about an inch from the edge of the box, two and a half centimeters, so the edges will be there and provide support. And the... Uh, Cut your parchment to cover those uh, the three sides of the box, the left, the right, and the top. Leave the front open. Um, just, yeah, stick stick the parchment paper or the tissue or whatever over the holes to cover them. That's your diffusers. And then, yeah, that's pretty much it. And then you can use any light source, any artificial light source, that you, you move them closer to the sides and the, the distance between the parchment and your light source makes... De determines how soft the shadows are and then there there you go that's your light box and then you can start with the set inside the box um i like these infinite backdrops which is pretty much a piece of paper that curves upwards towards the wall so you have it on the floor and then it curves up to the back wall so um <clears throat> colored craft paper works well um you could throw in some i don't even know some practical light sources like uh like uh fairy lights these little christmas lights stuff like that um the, the endless possibilities and uh should you get bored that's one thing i would try so yeah i think that's probably everything for now again keep your eyes peeled on my social media for when I release the big project, which <coughs> again is yeah, and you might you might like it. 
you might like it. I'm very proud of it. So, um, yeah, should be out in the next few days. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's it for now. Take care. And if, again, if you want to let me know what you've done <clears throat> in the, in the, during the lockdown, what you've uh, done photographically, if you've made any progress, if you're, I don't know, if you're stuck in a hole yourself, um, let me know. Um, um, I'd love to hear from you. Again, on social media is a great way. You can send in a voicemail. Um, just record something on your phone and send it to voice at tfttf.com. Um, maybe, maybe you've got something to say that others are interested too. I wouldn't be surprised because we are all in the same boat right now. And you got this. Okay, and that was it. Uh, don't forget to check out Pick One Photo. I've talked with some great guests, filmmaker John Miller, photographer Ibernex Pirello, photographer and thrower of axes Sean Galbraith, photographer and podcast co-hosts Adrian Stock and Emer King, illustrator and animator Andres Fernandez Cordon, and Hollywood director and photographer Jeremiah Chechik. All the videos are at pickonephoto.com, and I would love to hear what you think about it. And thanks to all of you who support this show. I mean, you are by far the best, most amazing people. Um, so here we go with the brand new list of supporters. And thanks to those of you who try to support me via the, the credit card link and who failed. The uh, processor, the payment processor I'm using uh, has let me know that they don't support all cards from the US. So if you are uh, not in Europe for now while they're working on getting more countries on board which they do i trust them uh patron is the best option uh for anyone outside europe i'll update you as soon as i know more but still uh, some of you did so the sepa iban european payment system supporters so far are bernie olaf tobias marcel rob heiko and claudia and marcel Again, thank you so much. You are amazing. And of course, the Patreon supporters list comes now. <sighs> Chris Hicks, Ann Kyung, Jeremy Kerbin, Matt Armstead, Peter Morrow, Peter M. Spradling, Alex Crozo, Bernhard Goldbach, ha Bernard Kelly, Daniel Hertrich, Doug Gabbard, Philipp Wehle, Ger Gerald Leger, Jacob Lolch, Peterson, Jeffrey Block, John Floyd, Ken Davidson, Leslie Ritland, Marco Binder, Mark Overstreet, Raphael Hermida, Robert Henry, Scott Wurzel, Tom Stewart, Wayne Batzer, William Robbins, Eran Pinasov, Robert Gilroy, Stu Silberman, Alan Bruce Horn, Andrew B., Anthony, Bill Batten, Carol uh, Kumo, Chadlik, Clark Chandra, Colin Oatley, D Dane Nieder, Daniel Goldberg, Dave Smith, David Austin, David Recht, Earl Gret, Eval Miko, Francesco Scaglioni, Frank, Frank Iberle, Jeff PB, Jills, Greg Anastasi, Hank Schiffman, Holger Krupp, James Muller, James Trimble, Jeffrey Johnson, Jim Caldwell, John Donahue, Josh Hopko, Just Me AMR, Ken Berry and Kalni Shoka, Marsh, Manuel Pardo, Marvin Aaron, Michael Grunert, Nicholas Curry, Norske, Peter Lee, Rob Duba, Rob Jammet, Robert Goschko, Robert Shields, Rob France, Robert Francois Malor, Malon, Malon, Ryan Keel, Josina Farad, Stephen Burl, Stephen Sattler, Terry England, Toby, Thomas Nielsen, Tony Lee, Trevor Palmer, and Woody Piano Shack. 
Thanks again to all of you. Your support is especially heartwarming in times like these where many creators have their income slashed to bits, but also many of you have big losses. So this means at least twice as much. So thanks again. And uh, if you out there, anyone else wants to support the show, and if you can support the show, go to tfttf.com slash support. That's tfttf.com slash support. And if you can't, hey, that's cool too. Thank you so much for your support. Music for the show by Jeff Smith, sound partner HP Kagerud, publishing and Slack challenges by Really Speaks the Mad Refs, Armstead, Slack invitations by Chief Invitation Officer CIO Rusty Russ. The link to get on the Slack is in the show notes, but if you're too lazy to go to the show notes, just type in tfttf.com slash yslack, W-H-Y-S-L-A-C-K. And I told you my name is Chris Marquardt. You'll find me on social media at Chris M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T. Go out and take amazing photos, share them with the world, be nice to each other, stay safe, and happy shooting. <laughs> <laughs>